Hello. We are so excited that you've decided to join us today via our podcast. There are other ways you can join. You can watch us live on Facebook and YouTube under Miracle Temple Deliverance Ministries or on our website at www.mtdm.org. You can also join us in the sanctuary at 401 North Wright Street in Burgall, North Carolina. The zip code is 28425. If you'd like to give a donation, you can simply go to our website at mtdm.org and click on that donation button. God bless you. And Father, I thank you for giving me the opportunity to come before your people, God, to represent you, God, knowing that it's not about me because I have been crucified with Christ and the life I now live in the flesh, I live according to the faith that's in the Son of God. God is never about me, it's all about you. And as I open my mouth, I thank you that you have already filled it, God. I thank you, Father God, for our helper and our teacher, which is the Holy Spirit on today. In Jesus' name, amen. If you would, open your Bibles to 1 John chapter 2, verse 15. 1 John chapter 2, verse 15. And we want to open our hearts to receive the word of God, because this is God's word. First John chapter two, verse 15. And the word of God reads, do not love the world or the things in the world. If anyone loves the world, the love of the father is not in him. The expanded Bible read, do not love the world or the things in associated with the world. If you love the world, the love of the Father is not in you. I want to talk on today. Whom or what are you celebrating? Whom or what are you celebrating? To celebrate means to take part in a special, enjoyable activities in order to show that a particular occasion is important. To celebrate means to take part in in special, enjoyable activities in order to show that a particular occasion is important. I want to talk about this because the Lord has given me an opportunity to talk about celebrating Halloween. And he gave me this opportunity before Halloween. And normally it don't come on a time where I can teach on it on a Sunday service, so I'm going to be um, obedient to the Spirit of the Lord. Because some Christians are celebrating Halloween, allowing their children to celebrate Halloween, and they're saying it's okay, but I beg you to differ. Things we do, we need to have an understanding of these particular pagan holidays. And when we look at Halloween, it's a short name for all Halloween. It's all hollows evening and all saints eve which is celebrated on october the 31st this began over 19 years ago in england ireland and northern france it was a celtic celebration of the new year called i'm trying to get saw saw which occurred on november the 1st the celtics references as the biggest holiday of the year and emphasize that day as the time when the souls of the dead 
supposedly could mingle with the living. Bonfires were a large aspect of this holiday as well. Another thing that happened during the night on November the 1st, which they celebrate on October the 31st, demons, witches, evil spirits freely roamed the earth and and with joy to greet the arrival of that season. The long nights and early dark of the winter months. The demon, this is what they did. The demons, they, they had fun with poor mortals that night, frightening, harming, and even playing all kind of mean tricks on them. That's where you get the tricks. The only way it seemed for scared humans to escape the persecution of the demons was to offer them things like fancy food and sweets. They're going to trick or treat. See, you need to understand how these things play out when you allow your children to participate in these things. Then it says, in order to escape the fury of these horrible creatures, a human could disguise himself as one of them. There go your costumes. And join in their roaming. And this way, they would recognize the humans as demons or witch. And the human would not be bothered that night. So when you sit, go say, trick or treat, smell my feet, give me something good to eat. You are participating with the devil. You are serving the devil. You have opened a portal for allow these familiar spirits to attack your children and you as well. See, we cannot be ignorant to Satan devices. We think, oh, this give the children time to get treats. This gives the children time to, you know, uh, uh, participate. I want my child. To, I don't want them to be left out. Well, what you're doing, you're causing your child to walk that night in room with demons. And God is not about death. He is about life. So that's where you get trick or treat from. They were tricking them. Then the mortals was giving them some treats to keep them away from them. Giving them something sweet. So we need to be careful, saints. And I want to go here. Trunk of treats is not right. Um, the churches have changed it to trunk of treats. Where they give candy out of their trunk. And they call it trunk of treat. And they park on the church ground. And they're saying they're doing something different. But if you're still dressing your children up as Spider-Man, Batman, Superman, and even if you're dressing them up as characters from the Bible, you are still participating in Halloween. Don't get it twisted. See, what, what we do, let me read the scripture again. Do not love the world. Or the things in associ- that are associated with the world. That's being associated with the world. Anytime on a pagan holiday that you set up something and you're saying, I'm not participating, but you dress your ki- children in angel outfits. You're dressing your children up like characters. Now, it's different if you're explaining to people the difference. But if you're just doing it and not explaining and just giving them candy because they're coming up to you in an outfit, that is wrong. Children need to know what Halloween means. It's not a time to get candy. You can buy your children candy at home. <laughs> they get it all year round. 
But you don't need to be participating in that because when you participate in that, you are worshiping the devil. You cannot say hallelujah anyhow because the devil know that you're giving him glory. So Christians need to quit this mess and quit telling people I am not participating when you're out on that night saying trunk or treat. Trunk or treat is still like trick or treat. So if you're not promoting light, you're promoting darkness because you're still participating in that event. Some people are mad now. And they don't make me no never mind because it is my job as a representative of Jesus Christ to give you the truth so you will know the truth and the truth will set you free. Even if you're in the midst of it, you're participating. You're inviting the enemy to come into your home. And this is how familiar spirits get in. Because we participate. Anything you're in the midst of, I'll give you an example. If your friend is going to rob a bank... And you in the car with them and you say, I'm not going in there to rob it. But you in the car, you're going to get time with the friend because you participated. You were there doing that scene that was going on. So God is letting people know, do not be ignorant of Satan devices. Don't bring that evil home with you. Because it opens the doors to all kinds of things. Amen. So let me give you more scripture on it. To deal with darkness and light. 2 Corinthians 4, 4. Now we understand, he said, do not love the world or the things that are associated with the world. Now the reason why he's saying this, because in 2 Corinthians 4, 4, in whom the God of this world, Satan is the God of this world. He have blinded the minds of them which believe not. These are the unbelievers. Lest the light of the glorious gospel of Christ who is the image of God, should shine unto them. So see, he don't want that light to shine. He don't want the gospel to be proclaimed and preached because that light is going to come in and overshadow the darkness. So he wants Christians to participate in something that represents darkness because guess what? He's being glorified. God is not being glorified. The enemy is being glorified. When you look at 1 Corinthians 10, 21, it says you cannot drink the cup of the Lord and the cup of devils. You cannot drink the cup of the Lord and the cup of the devils. You cannot be partakers of the Lord table and of the devil's table. You cannot do that. You cannot think that you participating in Halloween and saying, I'm not dressed like them. I'm not doing like them. But if you participate and you're taking part of that table. You cannot take part of the devil's table. You cannot drink from the Lord's cup and drink from the devil's cup at the same time. You have a choice. You have the right to choose. And I'm going to tell you what's so good with us as being Christians. God has given us the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit will convict you of righteousness. He will let you know That what you're doing does not line up with the way of God. The Holy Spirit is there to lead you, to guide you into all truth. So all of us, we don't have no excuse. What we do, we lead the Holy Spirit out and we do what we want to do. Why am I teaching on this again? I'm not teaching on this to make anybody feel condemned. 
I'm teaching on this because this is what God has me to do dealing with times such as this. I was looking at a, um, a post that come on my phone. It was over there in South Korea or North Korea. They had this big Halloween celebration. And these people came out in droves over, over a lot of people came out. It was a stampede. 146 people died on that night and they still count dead bodies because they were trampled over doing this Halloween, whatever you want to call it. The enemy is about death. And the problem is, church, we join in with death instead of joining in with the life of God. If you're not going to be that light, then you're going to represent darkness. And God does not want us to do that. So we have to understand that the God of this world, he want to blind the minds of the unbelievers. But it is our job to present truth. When we present truth, we're going to sanctify them in truth because God's word is true. We're going to set them apart in truth. You got to let people know the truth. I don't care how mad they get at you, at you. You need to tell them the truth. I don't care if your children stay mad. It's better for them to live instead of dying, dealing with Halloween. We want to dress them up so cute. We want to make them princesses. Some of them make them their favorite characters, characters, Superman, Batman, the Joker, whoever. We put it all over them and we take them ourselves holding it. I remember those days. You hold their hands and you go to these houses and don't know these people you're taking your kids to. Don't know what they're injecting in the candy. Don't know what they're doing, but yet you let your children do it and you represent death. Don't know the candy that your children could be eating could kill them that night. They sacrifice babies on that night. They get people, they do sacrifices unto their pagan gods. And they kill people on that night. And some of us Christians, we represent that night. It's time for us to stop being ignorant to Satan devices. When you know what's right, that's what you should choose to do what's right. And one thing that I'm learning, I would turn out my light on Halloween, but we don't need to turn out our light. Our light need to always shine. When they come to your house and knock on the door and say, trick or treat, smell my feet, give me something good to eat. You need to give them the truth. They won't come no more. We don't need to turn out no light because Satan is about darkness. We need to flick it on and say, come on, I'm waiting. And we need to tell them right in front of their parents what the truth is. We don't need to hide from darkness. We're the light. The light overpowers the darkness. Some of us in this room right now say, oh, Lord, how am I going to tell my grands? How am I going to tell my children? We can't go trick or treat. You're going to find a way to trick and treat. I'm going to go somewhere else, too. What the churches are doing to try to make it right. For the children. They're having festivals. They're still doing like the world doing and saying they're not. Why you have to pick that time to have a festival? The devil knows he's a trickster. I'll give you another example. He came into the Garden of Eden. The garden that God made. 
God warned man. He said, what I want you to do, I want you to tend to this garden. I want you to protect this garden. I want you to watch over this garden. Why would God tell him that and everything in that garden was good? Think about it. Because God already knew about Beelzebub. He already knew about the Lord of the Flies. He already knew what he was going to try to do. So God laid it down for the man. He said, of every tree in this garden, you can eat of this tree. He said, but the tree of knowledge of good and evil. He said, I don't want you to eat of that tree because if you do, you will surely die. Come on, God laid it out. The enemy was right there listening to what God was saying. Just like you in here today listening what I'm saying. You still have a choice. So guess what? The enemy used what God created. Snakes, serpents was beautiful creatures. Because everything God created is what? It's good. And then he turned around and said it's very good. So he used that serpent. It was part of God's creation. Enum did not think that that serpent would have evil in that serpent. But guess what? The serpent did. Because the serpent allows Satan to use him to come against Adam and Eve. So what am I telling you? When somebody walk up to you and a little angel outfit. Come on, looking just as pretty. Oh, here, baby, I'm going to give you double for your trouble. Come on, looking cute. Everything that look good ain't God. Anybody can dress up and fool you. Come on, we got Christians dressed up and fooling you. Christians will look at you and tell a lie, and you know they lying. And they smiling. Why lying? So that's why God gives you discerning of spirits to know. This is why he gives you the gifts of the spirit. So you will be able to know which spirit is in operation. You have to test the spirits to see if they're from God. Like I said, everything that looked good ain't good. That serpent looked good to Eve. Because Eve knew God created that serpent. If the enemy came in on the garden of Eden, you don't think he's going to come in with trunk or treat? You don't think the enemy ain't going to send somebody over there at your trunk to treat? Come on, you're just inviting the devil. Come on over. And you're not shutting them down. We cannot be in the midst of those things because we're about light. We supposed to church be the change. We supposed to church make the difference. We don't supposed to mingle with them. We don't supposed to do what they do. Okay, everybody's silent. Second Corinthians 6, 14 through 16. I'm going to give you scripture today. 2 Corinthians 6, 14 through 16, expanded Bible. Listen at this one. Do not join yourselves to become partakers with, to be mismatched, unevenly yoked with unbelievers. You hear that? Do not join yourselves to become partners. I'm saying partners with, to be mismatched, unevenly yoked with unbelievers. We know that this scripture as well is talking about coming together in marriage. But God does not want us to come together with unbelievers when they're outside of the will of God. 
It say good and bad do not belong together. Y'all hear that? Good and bad do not belong together. For what partnership have righteousness and wickedness and lawlessness? I remember years ago, I had someone to come to me and they said, I want to ask you a question. They wouldn't tell who it was, but I already knew. They said, this guy is dating this girl and the girl is not saved. And I told this guy, you don't need to be um, tied up with this girl. You unequally yoked. You'll believe her. She's a sinner. Say so the guy said, I'm going to get her saved because she's so pretty. I'm going to get her saved. <laughs> he was looking at how she was looking. So finally, when he had come to me, see, let me tell you something. I love people so much. I'm going to tell you the truth, even if you hate me. That's how the church should be. That's what love does. Love does not hurt you. Love loves you. So when the gentleman, he came to me and he was telling me, he said, but I can get him saved. I said, what make you think you can do what Jesus already done? If you ministering the good news and the gospel to them and they still not accepted that, then why are you still with them? Because I believe eventually they'll change. I said, I believe you're going to change before they do because you already changed. Because you're still with them. You do not hang out with people thinking you can make a change for that person. Your job is to give them the good news, the gospel, concerning Jesus Christ, and allow the Holy Spirit to do his job, to do his job. So eventually that gentleman end up leaving that girl alone because he saw the truth. Amen. So it said light and darkness cannot share together or what fellowship partnership can light have with darkness. What fellowship or partnership can light have with darkness? How in the world can you fellowship with darkness and you about light? Somebody's going to change, right? Then it says, verse 15, how can Christ and Bilal, the devil, Satan, let's say it again. How can Christ and Bilal, the devil, Satan, have any agreement, harmony, accord? What can a believer have together, share in common with the non-believer? What agreement, union can the temple of God have with idols? For we are the temple of the living God. As God said, I will live with them and walk with them and I will be their God and they shall be my people. Light and darkness does not mix. This is why we have a choice. Some of us today are still hanging with unbelievers that we call our friends and we're doing what they're doing instead of us showing them who we are now that we're in Christ. We're living just like they're living, but we're saying we're okay. You're not okay. Because you are a representative of Jesus Christ. You are in the world, but you don't do what the world does. You don't act like the world is acting. You're supposed to bring change to the world. Let me give you the other verse. Verse 17. Therefore, this is the conclusion of the matter. Leave those people. Come out from their midst. And be separated, says the Lord. Touch nothing that is unclean, pollute it, defile, and I will accept, receive, and welcome you. 
So we know what's going on here is dealing with idol worship. Anything that we worship and celebrate above God is our idol. If I worship my husband more than I worship God, he's my idol. If he worshiped me more than he worshiped God, I'm his idol. If we put each other before we put God, that's who we're idolizing. So we need to check our lives. And we need to say, God, who am I celebrating more than I'm celebrating you? Whom am I bowing down to more than I'm bowing down to you? Do y'all know we can bow down to sickness and that can be our God? Because we are paying more attention to what's going on in our bodies than we're paying more attention to what he's already done. Because if he said by Jesus Christ, you're already healed. You're not denying that there's pain in your body. But you're not giving attention to that pain more than you giving attention to what the word of God has said to you. I realize that there's pain in my body, but I know that by Jesus stripes, I'm already healed. So that means that this pain has to leave my body. I command it to bow down in Jesus name. See, I'm acknowledging God and what he done more than I'm acknowledging the pain that's in my body. Whatever you focus on the most is what you become. For as a man thinketh in his heart, so is he, so does he become. The more you think about a thing, that thing becomes what you're thinking about. If you're thinking about sickness more than you're thinking about healing, then you will be sick. This is why when COVID came out, everybody's hearts and minds were so much on COVID that that's what they got more of was COVID. Notice when man found out they could do nothing. Did y'all remember when God told you, man say, save yourself. Ain't nothing else we can do. They don't let go of the mandates. Is this not correct? You, the health department don't trace you no more. <laughs> they don't trace nothing out no more. You got to trace it out yourself. They don't worry about you putting on a mask no more. They don't worry about none of that stuff no more. Hey, until something new come out. Then they're trying to fix a plan for that. Why? Because they're telling you, ain't nothing else we can do. I was watching something on television where this lady was really cursing God. I don't care nothing about, uh uh uh. And then there was a man from New York, a governor, saying it was us, it was not God who stopped this COVID. See, man is putting stuff on man. And that's who we're believing in is man. That's part of the world. But our trust has to be in God. We're supposed to be celebrating him. Every day we're supposed to celebrate him. Why? Because we're supposed to be rejoicing. We're supposed to be giving him thanksgiving. We're supposed to be giving him praise. God, I don't understand this, but I'm going to praise you because I know you have already worked it out for my good. God, I don't know what's going to happen in this situation, but I know you have already turned it around. Because that's what your word says. So when we understand what the word of God is saying, we will not do what we do. And I'm going to tell you this. Some of us don't even have to go in the word to know what's right. Because God has put these commandments in our heart. And there's a commandment that says this. I'm going to move on a little further down here before 
Listen at this commandment. Exodus 20, verse 1 through verse 3. This is the first commandment that God put out for the Ten Commandments. And God spoke all these words saying, I'm the Lord thy God. I want y'all to hear this. (laughs) I am the Lord thy God, which have brought thee out of the land of Egypt, out of the house of bondage. Thou shalt have no other gods before me. He said, I'm the only true God. I'm the self-existing God. You're not to have any other God before me. So when you go out on Halloween, you're putting those gods, those pagan gods before God. You're saying that they're being glorified on that night above God. You're saying that they're exalted above God. You're saying that they need to be worshipped on this night above God. That's what you're saying. He said, have no other God before me. We know these commands that are in us. We know right from wrong. And we know when we do wrong, but we can still do what we do. Because it's the flesh. The flesh want to feel good. But we have to not entertain the flesh. We have to walk in the spirit. When you walk in the spirit, you won't entertain the flesh. So God is saying to us today as Christians, we have to let our light shine. Go with me to Ephesians 5. Verses 8 through 11. Ephesians 5, verse 8 through verse 11. I'm reading out the expanded Bible again. Ephesians 5, verse 8 through 11. It says, in the past, you were full of darkness. Now, this was in the past. This was before you were born again. He was talking to believers. He said, but now you are full of light. Do y'all hear that? In the past, you were full of darkness. But now you are full of light. So if you are full of light, why do you want to participate with darkness? He said, light in the Lord. So live, walk like children who belong to living in the light. Let me say it again. So live, walk like children who belong to living in the light. Light brings, for the fruit of the light is every kind of goodness, right living, righteousness, and truth. It said, try to learn, discern, test, and prove which pleases the Lord. Have nothing to do with Take no part in the things done in dark. Did y'all hear that? Let me read it again. Have nothing to do with, take no part in the things done in darkness, which are not worth anything unfruitful, but show that they are wrong. Let me read it again. Have nothing to do with, what does that mean? Can somebody tell me? Don't take part. Have nothing to do with take no part in the things done in darkness. Which are not worth anything. Unfruitful. It's unfruitful. But show that they are wrong. How you show that they are wrong? Because you are light. When you show light, you show in truth. When you show light, you're showing who you belong to. You belong to the light. You do not belong to the darkness. This is what the enemy does, y'all. He tell us, it's okay. It'll be okay. God knows your heart. See how deceitful he is. It is not okay. 
Anything that represents darkness, we do not participate in it. Now, I'll say this. Sometimes we participate in things that are unaware. I'll give you an example with me. I was a pastor. We went to, um, was it South Carolina, to that theme park. It was me and evangelist walking around. And as we was walking around, this man say, um, I can guess your weight. I think that was it, wasn't it, Kathy? I said, okay. Y'all, I was participating in darkness and had my girl over there doing it too. Once I found out what I was participating in, I went home, I repented, I asked God for forgiveness, and guess what? My slate was clean. See, when you know you're wrong, you admit the wrongness that you do, and you don't go back and do it. Was I ashamed? Yes, I was ashamed. Because I took someone that I supposed to love, but I was unaware. I was unaware. I didn't know anything about that. But when the Lord showed me, the Lord will show you. He will convict you of righteousness. And what some of us do when he convict us, we don't want to get it right. And I believe I apologize to you. I called you. I did. Because you know about what I'm talking about, right? I don't like to do things haphazardly. If I bring you into something unaware, I'm going to let you know what I bought you in. I ain't going to sweep it under the rug and act like nothing was done. That's not the right thing to do. We want to get it right so the enemy won't have nothing on us. We want to make sure anytime we mess up with somebody that's supposed to be following us, follow me as I follow Christ. And if I'm not following Christ, don't you follow me. You better know whom you are following. If you see your pastor lusting after another man or lusting after another woman, you don't follow that foolishness. Not unless they're admitting, I got a problem, but God is dealing me with me with that problem. See, God still loves them. But you're going to follow them as they follow who? Christ. Have nothing to do with, take no part in the things done in darkness, which are not worth anything, unfruitful, but show that they are wrong. We don't supposed to be participating in things that represent darkness. My husband was sharing with me, dealing with the article, it was two um, elderly women who they wanted to wear something that represented um, homosexuals, the colors that they use of the rainbow, rainbow heart. They refused to do it. They fired them because they refused to do it. But they stuck to what they believed. Guess what? They won their case. They had to pay them over 70000 each because with that, their pay, that back pay, because they refused. See, let me tell y'all something. When you believe God, when you trust God, whatever you give up, God's going to give you double for what you gave up. Because you trust him more than you trust darkness. Because you're light. And whatever you don't believe, you don't go with. Some people say, no, you got to humble yourself. The devil is a lie. Why are you going to humble yourself for evil? When God ain't about evil, he's about good. How can you shut up just to get money? I don't understand it. Why are Christians saying, I'll lose my money if I don't go along with them? You don't go along with darkness. You don't participate with it. God is your source. The Bible says, the Lord is my shepherd. 
I shall not want. I shall not lack. When you know who he is, whatever they do, you already have what you need. God has already blessed you with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places. You do not participate in anything that does not bring glory to God. You do not do that. If it's not bringing him glory, you do not participate in it. Some people got uh, years ago. I was in a service and I knew something in that service wasn't right. I politely got up and left. Did not whisper to anyone. I politely got up and left because I was not going to participate no more. But some people thought I was wrong. That's you. This is me. I got to stand before God because if I'm hearing something that's off and I keep hearing it's off, I'm getting up and I'm leaving. Well, why didn't you say nothing? Because God didn't tell me to say nothing at that time. Because it probably would have shocked me. That's just how some people are. But people get mad and say, no, that's not the way you should have done it. I done it the way God told me to do it. Some people mad right now. It's all right. It's okay. Why? Because I do what God lead me to do. I'm led by the spirit of God. Those that are led by the spirit of God, they are sons of God. If God is telling me to leave, then I leave. There was one incident. I was in the midst of witchcraft. Lord knows why didn't you tell me to leave that, Lord? But he didn't tell me to leave that. Why? Because God had something he wanted to do with the pastor and he allowed me to do it. See, you got to know the difference. What is it? You got to know when to hold them. You got to know when to fold them. Is that it? God will let you know. He'll let you know what he will want you to do at that time. How would you know? Because of the discerning of spirits. Because you hear him. My sheep hear my voice. My sheep know my voice. And a stranger's voice they will not hear. Nor shall they follow. So wherever you are. If God say you leave, you leave now. Listen to the spirit. And when I left, I got some backlash. But it was okay. From that time on, that pastor didn't care nothing for me. My name was out there. I didn't care. But guess what? There came a day and a time that he wanted me to do something. Wow. See, people know me as somebody that's too holy. If you part of Miracle Temple, they say you too holy. No, the reason why you too holy is because you living according to the word of God and you're not coming down. So now you too holy. The Bible say be holy because I am holy. That means you already holy because of Jesus, but you want to live a sanctified, a separated life. That's what holy means. That means just because you're my family, I'm not going to come in there and do the butt in the midst of a family reunion when God tell me to get up and leave after dinner. Because if I sit there and they're doing the butt and ungodly music is being played, I done participated with darkness. No, they're my family. I love them. If I get up now, they're going to be upset. So? So if Jesus came, and it was a time for the rapture, 
And you wonder why your clothes is not on the ground and you still sitting there? Because you want to please family more than you want to please God. You think you too good. No, I don't think I'm too good. I just know who I am. I know who I serve. I represent L.L. Young, the most high God. So when I walk in a place, so when you walk in a place, they, the, dimbles, the devil's supposed to tremble. And that's why people tremble when you walk into a place and they talk about you and hate you because they know you bring in light and it's exposed in the darkness. So they want you to leave because they get convicted of what they're doing as long as you're there. Oh, we can't do what we want to do because she's here. Who invited her? <laughs> why is she all up in here and then they just hate you? But I know that the Bible says they hated me, so they're going to hate you. So why are you upset because family and friends hate you because you don't do what they do? You don't say what they say. You don't go where they go. So why are you upset? You should be rejoicing. You should be giving God glory. Saying they hated you, so I know they're going to hate me. So I'm going to give you some glory. But at the end of the day, ring, ring, who to call it? It ain't Ghostbusters. Come on, who they call at the end of the day when something is going on in their lives? Then they realize who you really are and they quit inviting you to functions. I'm honored. Come on, you better get your dance on now. Hallelujah. I ain't in the midst of them. Glory. But some of y'all upset because you're not getting invited. Come on, if they're respecting the God that you serve and they say who they say they are, when you walk in, they'll turn it off. Because they want you to be a part of what they're doing and they want to show you some respect because of who you serve. Y'all better hear me today. Come on, don't act like you don't know. I bind every offensive spirit in this place. Don't even come to me after service asking me when you're talking about me. Oh, I, didn't, I don't have to answer that. You already know if you're going to come. Let the Lord speak to your heart. You in the right place. Because God wants truth to be told. See, back then, I participated in Halloween with my children. Made sure they had the best costume when I couldn't afford one. How many tore up a sheet and it was white? Some of your sentiments cast for the friendly ghost. You tore up a sheet. You, you had them all dressed up. You tried to make them up. You gave them a little pumpkin with the, you know, Lord, uh, pumpkin head with the little bucket. And you made sure they got a lot of candy. I remember when I was little and we went trick-or-treating. I, I know the door today I went to. Knock, knock. Trick-or-treat, smell my feet, give me something good to eat. You know what that man told me? I want to smell your feet and slam the door in my face. I was hurt. But that taught me I want to go trick-or-treat no more. 
better know what you're getting into. You better know what you're sending your children out to do. Come on, everything that children are getting exposed to is happening in schools. Y'all didn't know? The schools are teaching your children to trick or treat, to make little things in school. I remember when I was in school, y'all, I thought it was the best time ever over there at CF Pope. Up under the stage, they had a haunted house. I thought it was the best thing they ever did. You go up under that stage and they scared the life out of you. They would. It was so dark. Anybody remember that except me? Renee, you remember? I thought that was the best time. But guess what it did? It put fear in me. Not the fear of God. It put some fear in me. I was having panic attacks. Couldn't sleep at night. Come on, going to the movies with Freddy Cougar, the chainsaw man, whoever he was. Couldn't sleep at night. So close to my sister, they would think we were having an affair. I'm telling you, it was bad. Come on, we, we go to movies still. We, we watch the scary stuff. It gets to the point that when our daughter come home and she want to watch movies and the movies may have killing it, I said, turn it off. I can't take it. It does something to me and my husband. Do y'all remember um, what's the movie with the girl that they had the children being warriors? Y'all know what I'm talking about? They had to kill. Anyway, we went to see it with our daughter. Both of us in the seat with our eyes closed. I said, I can't take it. This is just not me because it represents death. We need to be careful what we allow our children to see and what we're watching ourselves because it brings familiar spirits in our homes to kill, to steal, and destroy. And what happens is when you get in a situation, the first thing that pop up is fear. It ain't faith. That's when you know where you are. That's when you know what you need to deal with. That's a stronghold that comes up in your life due to your way of thinking, due to the things that you have entertained that's keeping you stagnated from doing what God will have for you to do. Why do you think, even after the Garden of Eden, after God sent them out of that garden, we know he sent them out because he said, I don't want you to eat from the tree of life and live in um, sin for the rest of your life and stay this way. That means you live forever being exposed to sin. We know that God made a way through Jesus Christ. Jesus paid the price. He redeemed us. We know that without the shedding of blood, there's no remissions of sin. So if Jesus brought us out of a place, just like God brought him out of Egypt, then why do we keep going back to these places? Because we want to do what the world does. We want to be a part of what the world is doing. And sometimes we may not even recognize that we are doing what the world do. But the Holy Spirit will tell us, no, put that down. You can't wear that. That's not you. I have never seen, when you go in these stores, women, I don't know about you, I have to have pins all the way to my neck sometimes to cover up some stuff because they make clothes to be so exposing everything that you can't go get a nice outfit without going to get it altered or something done to it because everything is showing. 
So we have to be so careful because of who we represent. Go with me to Deuteronomy 18, verse 9 through 13. Deuteronomy 18, verse 9 through 13. Listen what God is telling his people. When you enter the land the Lord your God has given you, don't learn to do the hateful, detestable, abominable things the other nations do. He said, don't learn. Don't learn to do the hateful things the other nations do. God warned them. We are in the world. So what is God saying? God said, you are born again. You're born in, again in your spirit. Your mind do need to be renewed. But he said, being that you in this world, do not do the hateful things that the other nations do. Because that's not who you are. Wherever you're living, Burgard, Wilmington, Castlehane, Wallace, Teachy, Leland, wherever you're from, Raleigh, wherever. If you're in those areas, do not do what they do. Do not, he said, don't learn to do. Because some of us, the enemy come up on us sneakily. He makes us think this is okay. Go ahead and, 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 and you know, you, you can be with them. You, you can stay with them. It's okay. It's like you're married. It's okay to do this. You know, God still loves you. Yes, he does. But that's not how God rolls. That's not God's way of being and God's way of doing. And the enemy is so slick. Because he's making couples think. It's okay to live together. And serve God. By you doing it. Other Christians will say, I can do it. That's a lie from the pit of hell. Hello, somebody. If you lie, you'll steal. Come on, you open the door. The enemy said, okay, now you're lying. Come on, thief, come on in. Now you got the thief in. Come on, murderer, come on in. Why? Because the door is wide open. This is why when you know the truth, that's when you're made free by the truth. It is our job to give the truth. And eventually people are going to grab hold to that truth. You still love them. But you don't accept what they do. Then we look at verse 10. Don't let anyone among you offer a son or daughter as a sacrifice in the fire. This is what happens on Halloween. Don't let anyone use magic, divination, or witchcraft or try to explain the meaning of signs. That's sorcery. Have anybody ever looked at their horoscope and went on their horoscope how, they, they, how it was going to be for you? That's signs. Don't let anyone try to control others with magic spells and don't let them be mediums. They conjure, consult, inquire of ghosts or spirits or talk with the spirits of consult with dead people. The Lord hates, detests anyone who does these things because the other nation do these things. The Lord God will force them out of the land ahead of you. But you must be innocent, blameless in the presence of the Lord your God. God is telling us, y'all, even though this is in the Old Testament, even though we up under New Testament, does this mean that we do away with this? There were consequences with them doing this. They died. But see, because of grace, because of mercy, because of God's loving kindness, we don't die. But we go through some things 
We go through because of us opening these doors to these familiar spirits, because of us going to who soothsayers, because of us using eight balls, the Ouija board, doing Halloween. They pull out the Ouija board. They pull out things that invite the, the darkness to come in. So when we know these things, we have to tell people, this is why some people are losing their mind. The enemy will get a hold to your mind. He will have so much fear there that you will go into another world. I knew this lady and all this lady talked about was demons. All she talked about was demons. And as I was talking to her, I said, greater is he that's in you than he that's in the world. The more you talk about them, you bowing down to them. Come on, let's talk about what Jesus done on your behalf. Let's close the door to the enemy. She would see demons all the time. I said, they know what you're doing. That's fear. She was trying to do things to keep the enemy out of her house. (laughs) So this is what I'm saying to us today. Know what the word is saying and do it. Don't act like you don't know what was said today. And then go out and do opposite. See, when we start out right with our children and we tell them the difference, then they would understand. I remember I told y'all about Jeremy and how I watched Dragon Ball Z with him. And that was my time spending with my son. And I would sit there and watch it with him and say, look at that, Jeremy. Look what he's doing. You go Dragon Ball Z. Here come Dragon Ball Z. But the Lord put me in contact with a spiritual woman who believed God and who knew how evil would come into your house. Jeremy was so fearful. This is funny. Jeremy was not going to the bathroom by himself, and he was older than his sister. I said, Ariel, walk with that boy to that bathroom. Come on, Ariel. That was some of my doing. I allowed fear in my house. Why? Because I, me and my husband, supposed to have been the one that was watching over our son. We supposed to have been his protector. We supposed to have been the one that guarded him, protected him from all of these things. So when I learned the truth, when I became familiar with the truth, became acquainted with the truth, you shall know the truth. That means you had to be acquainted with truth, which is Jesus Christ. When I know God's way and God's way of doing things, I cut out what was going on in the house. When I cut it out and emptied things out of my house that was demonic, my son was able to sleep in his room. I would not even allow my kids to watch Scooby-Doo. Scooby-Doo, where are you? That's demonic. Remember, when we would watch Bewitch, I was a lover of Bewitch. Remember Saul went to Andorra? Andorra is in Bewitch. So see, we was watching. I love Jeannie. Come on. We see watching stuff out of ignorance don't bother you. But when you get to know the truth, all those things that you watch, all those spells that was conjured up, they come to your house. Because the enemy know, uh oh, I'm exposed. Now I got to put the heat on her now. Now I got to start letting stuff fall up in here. So see, the enemy holds back. The reason why he holds back is because he know one day you're going to get saved. So he got to have something on you. So when he know that you full of fear, he's going to use that fear to stagnate you from you having faith in God. 
Come on, all of us grew up with scary movies, the eight ball, the Ouija board, doing things that we should not have been doing. This is why our minds have to be renewed to who we are now that we're in Christ. The more you know who you are, when something falls, get out of here. How dare you? How you get in my house? And that was just a dog that dropped something. <laughs> now, you, now you're trying to be all spiritual. What's that? <laughs> y'all hear that? I don't hear nothing. I'm going to tell y'all this. When we first moved into our house, our home, I was in there, and I think Athea remember this one. See, that's when I was coming against fear because I grew up with fearful, some fearful things. And I was in the house, and I was sitting there, and I'm hearing something. I mean, it was loud. I said, oh, Lord, something's in this house. So I was on the phone with Athea, and I went outside. You remember Athea? I was, Athea was talking to me. I said, Athea, it's something in this house. You hear it? Didn't you hear it, Athea? I said, you hear that? Athea said, well, I ain't close by. I said, well, let me call my daddy. I called my daddy over there. I said, daddy, it's something in the house. He said, okay. I walked behind daddy while he was going in the house. I'm saved, y'all. I'm a pastor. I walked behind daddy. Daddy had his gun. Daddy said, I'm warning you. <laughs> Come on now. I'm giving you a chance. So daddy went all in my attic with the gun. So we come out the attic and the thing started again. I said, daddy, you hear that? Daddy ran in there. We ran in area room. It was a balloon. <laughs> Hitting the ceiling fan. Trying to kill us, y'all. But it sounded like a killer. I didn't take the time to pray or speak in tongues. I was saying, they got to get out of here. So what am I saying to you? That's what fear does. Fear paralyzes you. Fear makes you believe false evidence appearing real. So if you ain't in the spirit on the Lord's day, you will think anything. And, and then here's another funny situation with uh, Sister Niece and Brother Willie. Sister Nisa loves Psalms 91. My girl be praying Psalms 91 on a daily basis. She was in the spirit on the Lord's day. Sister Nisa called me one day just screaming and hollering, Pastor, Pastor, I saw this big angel in my house. I'm just listening to her. I say, what were you doing, Sister Nisa? I was in Psalms 91. I said, didn't he say he'd give you angels charge over you? Yeah, I said, get on back in that house. That's your angel of protection. So Brother Willie Bryant. He called me. He said, boss, did my wife call you? I said, yeah, Willie, she called me. He said, you think I need to go home? <laughs> but they know better now. <laughs> they know better now. Willie, I said, Willie, you better go home to your wife. <laughs> but these are things that we go through when we don't know the truth. So this is why we have to be so connected with truth that no matter what comes, we bow down to truth. We worship truth. We reverence truth. We don't worship the devil. You got to know the difference between darkness and light. Exodus 32, y'all remember this, when they had come out of Egypt and Moses was up there and he was talking with the Lord. 
And the people said, the one that has brought us out, Moses, where is he? He is nowhere to be found. I'm paraphrasing this. So they looked to Aaron. And old Aaron told them to take the jewelry out of their children's ears, you know, take all their gold. And Aaron took and made a golden calf. The thing was, what they did, they rose up to play. They were worshiping really a pagan god. But they were looking at this god like God. That's what they were doing. They said, we'll have a feast for him tomorrow. So they was putting this pagan God in the place of God. But God let Moses know what was going on. What was going on was not right. They thought what they were doing was right. This is what I'm saying with Halloween. We as Christians think that we can dress up as an angel, as Elijah, as Samuel, as a character, and go out on Halloween and say, trunk or treat or trick or treat, and say it's okay, because we're putting that in the place. We're putting God in that place. No, we don't do that. We are light. We are, we are not about darkness. So what did Moses do? The very stones that had the commandments on them. He took those stones and he threw them down there. There was monster water, I believe, and he made them drink it. Did he not? Yes, he did. So what am I saying? We don't do what the world does. This scripture here in Exodus 34 11 through 17. Observe thou that which I command thee this day. God is talking to you. Behold, I have driven out before thee the Amorites, the Canaanites, the Hittites, the Perzites, the Havites, and the Jebusites. Take heed to thyself, lest thou make a covenant with the inhabitants of the land where thou go, lest it be for a snare in the midst of thee. Jesus have paid the price for us. Jesus paid the price because, you know, sin separated us from God. Jesus done away with sin, what was separating us from God. Jesus took sin upon himself. So if Jesus took that sin, which represents darkness, why are we bringing it back on ourselves? But ye shall destroy. This is what God said. We shall do away. You shall do away with the altars, break their images, and cut down their groves. So God is saying, whatever is in our lives that does not represent God, we're supposed to literally get rid of it. Anything in your homes that does not represent God, you're supposed to literally get rid of it. Now, some clothes that you wear is by certain designers. God don't want us going naked. Okay, but clothes, some things you wear, you don't know who designed it. You don't know. Some of us may know who designed it. You want to plead the blood over your clothes. You want to bless your food because some things you don't know, but things that you do know, you do not participate in. You do not uh, do things either in front of people that believe in another way. You don't want to have them to stumble evil. Just because you're saying that's not going to affect me, they may be in a place that they're saying it'll affect them. So you don't want to do it in front of them to make them feel like they're not in faith. Amen? So I'm dealing with some clothes that I had 
my cousin had given me some clothes and they were in England at the time and they knew I was the director and they said I have some clothes that I'm not wearing some suits and I want to give them to you I said sure so guess what those suits fit me perfectly so I had taken one of those suits and I had hung them up on my closet and when I looked that night my husband was asleep and I looked over there at the closet I saw a black mist going into that suit black mist and my suit was just like this right here I say you know how you rub your eyes say nah that didn't happen then I looked again there go that black mist so the next morning I got up and I said Lord what was that that was a spirit trying to go in my clothes the Lord said I want you to bless plead the blood of Jesus over all your clothes that's what I did because the blood never ever loses its power so when the Lord tell you to do something you do it so God showed me that in the spirit it's a lot that God will show us he will open our eyes and allow us to see if we would take the time to hear him and know what he's saying but when you know that somebody is a warlock or a witch and they're conjuring up different things we know that those things cannot come against you right but you don't want to participate with people that conjure up different things I'll say this be careful years ago and I think Darlene know about this one when my son was little I think I told you Darlene about this one he had thress thress what you call it yeah it was so bad that when I had taken him to the doctor they couldn't do anything. They said have to run his course. He couldn't eat. He was just screaming. He was hollering. And I was like, Lord, what am I going to do with my son? My grandmother, which is my mother's mother, told me to take him to somebody she knew. So I took him to somebody she knew. When I got there, they said, give him to me. I said, give him to you? What you going to do with him? I got to go in the woods. I said, okay, I'm going to go with you. They said, no, you can't come. I said, what? That's witchcraft. So guess what? I didn't know that. So guess what happened? When she brought him back to me, my baby was eating. I'm like, thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. That was witchcraft. So when I got saved and I started getting in the word and God started showing me things, he said, break that off of your son. You took him. And I don't even think the lady knew that. Sometimes we don't know things, but we just do them. Dealing with the, um, the lodges and stuff like that, um, masons, I'm going to say this. Anything that's done in secret, where your wives don't know, and you can't share the good news with somebody, is a cult. It's not of God. Eastern Star, not of God. Oh, we got some mad people today. But I got to tell you the truth. People get into these secret things because it makes them feel important. But it's not of God. If I cannot tell somebody the good news of what God is doing in that place, that is not God. Not God. We got to cut this mess out. 
Somebody got to tell people truth. So God is saying, for thou shalt worship no other God, for the Lord whose name is jealous is a jealous God. Lest thou make a covenant with the inhabitants of the land, and they go a whoring after their gods, and do sacrifice unto their gods, and one call thee, and thou eat of his sacrifice. And thou take of their daughters unto thy sons, and their daughters go a whoring after their gods, and make their sons go a whoring after their gods. Thou shalt make no molding gods. And this is what he said in Isaiah 42, 8. I'm the Lord, that is my name, and my glory will I not give to another, neither my praise to graven images. This is serious business, y'all. I went to a church, and some people went there with me to a funeral, and I looked at the windows, and it had the symbols of masonry all on the windows of the church. You cannot drink the cup of the Lord. And the cup of the devil. You cannot participate at the Lord's table and the devil's table at the same time. Now people are wondering why things are happening in their lives. And you're calling on God because people are ignorant of Satan devices. And nobody is talking about it in the midst of the church. Because they don't want to lose members because they're afraid they won't have money no more. God is our source. God is the one that takes care of us. And when you know God is the creator, he's Elohim. Our dependency have to be on God and nothing else. When you leave out of here today, people going to be talking in your ear and try to tell you what she said ain't the truth. I gave you scripture. They're going to tell you you don't need to be up under nobody that's telling you you can't be a part of the Masons. They're going to say you don't need to be up under nobody who tell you you can't trunk or treat. They're going to tell you these things, but you have a choice, people. To whom are you going to believe? Somebody got to speak truth. This is why the churches are so tore up. This is why division is in the churches because we're bringing the world in the church and people think it's okay. We cannot do this. If people come in the church, they supposed to hear the truth and they have a choice once they hear it. Am I going to stop somebody from coming in here getting the truth? No, I'm not. Because one day, one day, There's going to be a change with that person. Didn't he let, when they come out of Egypt, didn't he let, what did he call those people? Pastor, what did he call those people that gathered together with the Israelites and they began to mumber and complain? The Holy Spirit going to bring it to me. Mixed multitude. The mixed multitude came out with them. Okay, they wanted to be free too. But the thing is, they didn't want to bow down. They want to be free, but they really didn't want to serve God because they were still over there in Egypt. They did come out just like all of us. We're born again, but guess what? Egypt ain't come out of us yet. The reason why is because if you're not renewing your mind, you will not be transformed and changed. If you're not getting in the word of God and know what the word of God is saying, you're going to agree with the world. Some people is still agreeing with the world and saying, no, I don't believe that. You don't believe it because you're not in the good book. 
people are coming against people who believe the word is because they're not in the word enough to know the truth. So they're not accept, but they accept liars that twist the truth. They go with that. Come on, you got entertainers out there telling people that the lion and the lamb going to bow down to the goat. The goat is Satan. And people are saying, oh, he didn't mean that. He, 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 he used the term, the word. Why are you using the term the world used and you about Jesus? Because the enemy is about confusion and not about peace. Because they want what the world has. And some Christian artists are bowing down to the world because they got to make money off their songs. So they're going with secular people to get money so they can live, y'all. So we have to know the truth. We cannot live outside the truth. Do we stray away sometime from the truth? Yeah. But we come back. Because God ain't going to leave us out there like that. It's not a person in this place from the pulpit out to you that have not strayed away from something. But God brought them back to the truth. I told you my mess. I was a pastor. Yeah, I guess my weight. Because if you don't, you're going to pay me. I'm not ashamed. Some of y'all are ashamed of what you do. But sometimes you need to tell what you do to let people know I fell too. But God showed me truth. Some of you are so ashamed of the things that you've done that you say, I ain't telling that. The Holy Spirit might want you to tell it, but you ain't telling it because you want to keep where you are. It ain't because of you. It's because of Jesus. Where you, It ain't about you. It's about him. He knew you would tow up from the floor up. He knew some areas in your life is still tow up from the floor up. That's why he forgave you for past, present, and future sins. Just because you got a title don't mean you ain't going to mess up. Because as long as we got a mouth... And we ain't guarding it. Something is going to come out of your mouth that ain't right. But you got to do what the word says. You got to go back with in love and speak truth in love and admit that you was wrong. Some of us are so stubborn, so full of rebellion, and that's witchcraft. That we don't even see what the enemy is doing in our lives because we're trying to keep up. Being exalted by someone. That's a form of pride. It ain't about us. It's about him. Jesus was humble, y'all. He who knew no sin became sin for us. So we could become the righteousness of God. By him. So if you're around darkness. Darkness. Anyone that's representing darkness. Let me tell you something. If you ain't made a change in their lives. You better separate yourself because people are going to put you in the category with them. They will do it. And they won't hear nothing you have to say because you're in the midst of, how can you tell me when you live in this way? You be in it as long as God tell you to stay in it to help that person. But when God tell you to let them go because they're not willing to change, you need to let them go. Our relationship and fellowship with God is more important 
than friendship with the world. I learned that years ago. And I understand why some people are so hated. Because people do not want the truth. And the ones that don't want the truth is because they want to live in darkness. Because they want to be recognized. That's Beelzebub. He want to be exalted. The more you exalt God, the higher you get, the more those demons are going to come. So if you don't want to be in the limelight with Satan, keep your mouth shut. Because as long as you open your mouth and you give in truth, he's going to come at you. If he don't come at you, he's going to come at your kids. He's going to come at your husband. He's going to come at your wife. He's going to even come at your animals. He's going to come at everything that you have to try to shut you up. But when we know who we are, though we fall, we will rise up. So I'm going to ask you today, whom or what are you celebrating? Anything or anyone you put above God is whom you celebrate. And that's who your idol is, whether it be money, husband, wife, children, dogs, cats, job, cars, houses. We need to check ourselves and see whom are we celebrating? Whom are we worshiping more than God? Come on and give God a hand clap of praise. (laughs) Hallelujah. Can Can you give Shirley the mic? Wasn't that an inspiring message? Thanks for listening to the end. Join us every Tuesday for Bible study and every Sunday for service. We're looking forward to hearing from you as well. Feel free to reach out to us via the website at www.mtdm.org. God bless you and we'll see you next time.